On September 17, 1977, two fishermen fishing along a secluded section of Indianapolis's Indiana White River made a startling discovery. At 5.30 p.m., the pair spotted a man lying on the east bank of the river. However, as they neared to investigate, it quickly became apparent the man had lost his life. You can do your part to help spread awareness for this case by clicking the share button beneath this video. You can even leave a simple comment below so that YouTube can give the case a bit more exposure on their end as well. And while you're down there, feel free to hit that like button and subscribe so you won't miss any of the other cases I'll be covering in the coming weeks. Police arrived at the scene along North River Road to find the body of an adult male lying near the water's edge. He was wearing a tan desert-style boot and light blue jumpsuit and a dark blue jacket with a fish emblem on it. He carried no wallet or identification. However, he was in possession of a business card that read Rosalind Lucas. In a handwritten note on the card, it read wife in quotations, leading many to believe that this woman could have been responsible for the crime. The man had been fired at from a close range three times at the base of his neck with a small firearm. No evidence of a struggle was found, and the man had no other injuries. It's believed that the man was in a sitting position when he was shot at. The coroner estimated that he had been killed less than four hours prior. Although the area was extremely muddy, police found no footprints nearby, and the man's boots appeared to be clean. Still in the man's hands were a burnt cigarette and a drinking glass with a small amount of liquid residue in the bottom. Lying next to his body were a pair of wire-framed glasses neatly folded. Police described the crime scene as a clean job, the work of professionals. Police located the woman on the business card, Rosalind Lucas, and she quickly identified the deceased man as her ex-husband, 46-year-old George Lucas. Rosalind, a longtime nurse, had met George 13 years prior while working in a Florida hospital. Five years later, the pair were married and they moved to Indiana. Rosalind explained that the pair had divorced about a year prior, and according to her, while serving in the Korean War, George had been severely wounded. Sadly, when he returned to the United States, he suffered from PTSD and severe depression, and he became an alcoholic. As George's addiction worsened over the years, he became abusive towards Rosalind. After several incidents that led to the police showing up at the couple's home, Rosalind felt that she was left with no choice but to file for divorce. Rosalind told investigators that she continued to let George live in her home even after the divorce, though. She explained that due to his alcoholism, George was unable to hold down a job and had no vehicle and no friends so he relied solely on her for both financial and emotional support. According to her, they never stopped loving each other, even in the worst of times, and she held on to hope that George would eventually be able to overcome his addiction. In a bizarre twist, when Rosalind was asked who would want to hurt her ex-husband, she told detectives that George had predicted his own death. She explained that on multiple occasions within the last few weeks, George had told her he planned to make arrangements to have himself taken out. It seems his depression had gotten the better of him, but Rosalind felt that these were nothing but empty threats. Three days prior to the discovery of his body, George went into detail about how the crime would happen during a lengthy conversation with Rosalind. He described how he would be fired at three times in the head and left on the bank of the White River. 
He said he would have no wallet on him, but would carry a card with Rosalind's name so that he could be identified quickly. After this conversation, Rosalind called the police and made a report. However, the police simply told her that they would look into it. The sheriff later confirmed that a report had been filed. Rosalind went on to say that she had last seen George the day prior to his disappearance, at some point around 6 p.m. George had shown up that evening and allegedly told her that he was in the company of a hitman in a rented car. He told her that they'd been together for two days. As he gathered some of his belongings, he told Rosalind he could not tell her where he was going or who he was with. Too scared to look outside, Rosalind didn't even see the vehicle nor the supposed hitman. Again, she called the police and made a report about this bizarre incident. Police soon learned from Rosalind that George had been in and out of rehabilitation centers for the past year and had been released only a week and a half prior from a local veterans hospital. Rosalind told investigators when George had left the hospital, he had sold his gold fillings, but he had gotten very little money for them. According to her, he had no other funds and would never be able to pay a hitman. This has led many people to question what exactly happened that day. If George didn't have a dollar to his name, how was he able to arrange such an elaborate crime scene? Several people were questioned. However, George's bizarre case quickly faded from the headlines and the case went cold. Rosalind never remarried. She passed away in 2001 and was laid to rest next to George in an Indianapolis cemetery. The strange case of George Lucas remains unsolved. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit the like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video.